Hi, all. Uh, this podcast is brought to you from a house with animals, so they may make noise, including this tiny orange thing that likes sleeping on my laptop. That's you, little orange cat. Uh, the chickens will be on later. They're outside right now. Yes, the, the office chickens are having outside time. Yes, and are still being live-streamed. The other thing to mention is we swear a lot. We do. And so, because we're going to swear, we have to mark it explicit, because it ain't clean. That's I mean, we're is. not going to probably talk about anything super filthy, but, you know, we are probably going to say fuck. And I had, you know, had to clean up chicken shit, so yeah. 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 That's as filthy as it gets, folks. Uh, welcome to Proto- It's pretty filthy, though. Chicken shit, not, not a great it's, thing. No, no. It's, oh my god, one of the babies pooped on my hand when I was holding them the other day. Yeah. 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 So, uh, welcome to Productivity Alchemy, episode 151. Welcome to year four? Uh, that would seem to be... Uh, wow, okay. Yeah. yeah. Year four. Uh, we're going to start off this year with a letter show in a little bit, but first, first, uh, how have you been doing this past week? Uh, I am trying to remember this past week. <laughs> It must have been fine, or possibly it was so terrible I blocked it out. I, I, I think it was okay. I, uh, uh, according to my word count to jig, I wrote a bunch of words last week. Excellent. Um, like six thousand. Oh wow! Yeah. Uh, and I just wrote a thousand words earlier, and uh, earlier today, and. I've been gardening, but it got so hot that it's very hard to garden now because, like, I move one load of mulch and I am uh, drenched, like yeah. standing in a shower, kind of drenched. Uh, so it's it's a little more tricky, but I'm still slowly working on it. It's uh, definitely, yeah. We've we've hit the um, hot and muggy, hot and muggy. Cooler, but still muggy time of year. Yes. We'll get that nice brief respite after a rainstorm, and then it'll be twice as muggy. Although, uh, uh, I had a stroke of genius today. Uh-huh. Yes, uh, Shep was like, God, if only there was a breeze. We were sitting outside, it was extremely muggy, uh, there were mosquitoes, and I was like, yeah, a breeze would be great. And then it suddenly occurred to me that outdoor fans existed. They do. And I was like, wait a minute, why don't we just put a fan out there? And so we went to the hardware store and got a outdoor fan. An indoor-outdoor fan, yeah. Yeah, and uh, it, the only problem is it's so powerful <laughs> that I'm like trying to figure out what to exactly, where to place it, so... Like, I tried, like, sort of angling it down, and that was okay, except if the breeze is not, like, flowing past me, the mosquitoes go for my arms. But if I don't, you know, mind the fact that my back is being uh, uh, constantly breezed, which, honestly, when it's 90 degrees out is not terrible, um, I can sit out there and write and not get bitten and not die. And and I did, I did warn you when you said, just set it to low, I said, okay, low is tropical storm. Yes. High could probably be felt across the garden. Uh, it's, it's pretty intense. Yeah. So um, I'm having to do some mild rearranging because many plants that do great in humidity do not necessarily do well in a wind. Yes. <laughs> but yeah. otherwise, uh, I'm like, my God, 
can I do this? Followed by, why did I not try this at any point in the last decade? So, yeah. I, it hadn't occurred to you. You haven't been spending as much time sitting in the garden writing. Yeah, because I had the coffee shop, but now pandemic. Yeah, yeah, pandemic. So how's your week been? Uh, not bad. Tell not the bad. internet while I take the... Yeah, let, let the dog in. Uh, I have been working on finishing up a couple projects. One of the things that has been blocked for several months is now unblocked, which is really cool, which means I can start making headway on it. Um, the big thing this week has been preparations for Jacob's graduation, which happens this weekend, and that is a whole ring roll in and of itself. Folks, you do not... I mean, they're doing the best they can to give the kids a traditional graduation ceremony with I might have yeah no um, I know we did because I had a lot to say you did uh, this week I, I did though uh, go pick up his yearbook and his gift and his school color mask that will match his cap and gown <laughs> they, they made masks out of the we live in hell. Now, one of the things that they, they have offered to do, though, is after graduation, there is a group, Gowns for Good, and I'm going to link to it in the show notes, who are taking used graduation gowns because unless you're getting a master's degree or a PhD, you really only are going to wear it the one time. And even if you are getting it, you're probably not wearing it in school colors unless they're black. Uh, well, when you get a PhD, it's black. It's, right, but, but, yeah, yeah, but yeah, yeah, it yeah. isn't but Jacobs is green. Yeah, and like the UNC graduates are, are light blue. Yeah, so um, yeah. Yeah, so there's a, a company there's a group called Gowns for Good that's taking donations of used graduation gowns and converting them into face masks. Oh wonderful. As a charity thing and so the school's given us the option of basically when we are done you can either drop off the gown now or later so i think that's pretty cool and i know several schools are doing it uh it's you know i think it's a way to take something that would normally just go into the attic and gather dust for the next 40 years or whatever uh be useful you want to keep the cap um Maybe. You want to keep the tassel, at least, for a while. I kept my tassel. Good for you. It, was, it, was, it, it hung on my rearview mirror for years until it was so faded you couldn't tell that it was originally gold. Um, I am... I am yeah. I, of the two of us, uh, it may surprise listeners to know that Kevin is the far more sentimental individual. Kind of am. Kind of am. Uh, I had an, uh, someone... Contact me on Twitter saying, hey, can I contact you privately? I'm like, here's my email. Uh, who? And I said, if looking at them, they were a huge anime uh, cell collection person. And I'm like, if this is about this specific cell, it's not, cell, it's not for sale. Because I have a couple production anime cells uh, from, uh, that were gifts way back in the day. It's like, I know you said on Twitter that that wasn't for sale, but. And I'm like, it's sentimental value. It was a gift. It's not something I want to give up. And it's also one of my favorite characters of all time. And I want to keep, you know, I want to keep it. So oh, um, you're heavy. it was interesting how it was like, I know you said on Twitter that that was not for sale, but what if the price was right? And what if I only wanted the Ganga, the backing 
paper with all the the key sketches on it. I'm like, no, I want to keep the set complete. So it's a thing. Yeah, it's a thing. Uh, but that's yeah. No, otherwise it's been chickens and baby chickens and baby chickens now have their outside play area, which is what the cameras have been on for most of the last uh, since I put it in on what Saturday. Must have been Saturday. Yeah, it's it's been baby chicken uh, playroom most of the time. Uh, we did lose, uh, as many of you might have seen, Brenda. The hen, yes. The hen, uh, which was, you know, difficult, but we, we did our best to try to get her better and make her comfortable once we figured it out, but... Chicken animals are hard. Uh, yeah, it's the thing. Chickens will, and I'm told sheep are like this too, they will never show when they're sick because nope. that's when predators go for them. So by the time the chicken is sick enough that you can tell they're sick, they're at death's door. Right. It's like they're, I'm fine, I'm fine, I'm healthy, I'm healthy, I'm dying. Yeah. And cats are often very much the same way, uh, but... Uh, we spend more time with cats and start to, you know, learn the signs, uh, and they're not, and chickens are even worse about it. She was, I mean, she had literally been just perfectly normal with her judgy self uh, the evening before when I put her away, and when I came out in the morning, she was like, nah, I'm just going to hang out. Yeah. You know. And uh, and hopefully, you know, it, it we got to the bottom of what it was, yep. and everybody else get, has been fine. Yeah, so, so fingers crossed. It's just a, 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 as Shepard has said, she's never gotten a sick chicken healthy. Injured chickens recover amazingly. Oh it's terrifying how much a chicken can heal once they're sick, and you know they're sick. They're they're so sick, and yeah, yeah it's. Yeah. And now I'm I'm a little. I will admit to being a little a little antsy when I go out and. Maybe someone doesn't come running when I've got treats, and now I'm like, oh, dear God, and have to go check. Are, are they laying? Is there something wrong? That will pass, but um, I did this with uh, when the one giant passed yep. a couple weeks ago. I think it's been over a month, but time is weird these time days. Time is really weird, yeah. Uh, and then the... Um, uh, and so now it's like, oh God, where's, where's the other giant, um, opening up and she's like leaving the coop offended because I went to look to make sure she was still alive in the nesting box. And she's like, why are you bothering me? <laughs> um, Becky did the same thing to me yesterday. So, you know, yeah, it, um, it, it passes, but, mm -hmm. you know, and it's, and it's not like, uh, you know, a, a pet. The same way, right. but there's the same sense of I am responsible for the well-being of these animals, and I want to make sure they're, you know. And, uh, well, there's also the concern that it's moving through the flock. Right, Like, right. if there's something wrong, it's going through the flock. And if uh, Now, admittedly, at this point, the giant lorge, the babies, and Buffy are in one enclosure, and the rest of the flock is in another, and they don't intermingle. Unless strong independent feels the need to go have a conjugal visit with Lorge. She's been <laughs> hinting around that at the gate. She's like, hey, what's going on? No, I don't feel like going in right now. So Chickens leave yeah, soap opera lives. They really do. Um, but the babies are growing. Everybody's healthy right now. As far so, as anyone can tell. As far as anyone can tell. Fabulous Houdan brothers are fabulous and so stupid. Oh, God. I, I've just told Kevin he can't breed who dance it's i i know they're an endangered breed but 
I think keeping animals this stupid alive is like, <laughs> like I, I, I'm not sure if we're actually making chicken kind any better. <laughs> and look, the two we have may be outliers. They're not really interested in hens anyway. No, the fabulous Sudan brothers are very interested in each other. Yes. Uh, so, you know, that's, that's, and, and I know we're and talking. And we support their lifestyle. Yeah, I know we're talking a lot about chickens <laughs> this week. Um, it's not that I'm running out of productivity things to talk about. It's just, that's, that's been the big focus. It's, it's, um, I mean, my one shift from the interview last week already is I said, all right, I'm going to go all in and use, uh, Apple reminders instead of, um, OmniFocus, which is what I was using, because OmniFocus is way too much. And they both have watch apps. They both work on my phone. One's native to uh, iOS. The other's native to iOS. I mean, it's all it's all the same, basically, except uh, OmniFocus is taking a tank to hunt deer with for what I need. And so what are you're looking something up? No. So. I was, uh, I was, no, I wasn't looking up anything to do with you. Yeah. Okay. Uh, when did your meds wear off? Uh, uh, I don't know that they have, but I have nothing to contribute to <laughs> OmniFocus. Whereas. Versus reminders. Or reminders. Right. Whereas, right. as you know, whether or not hardy shrimp plant is hardy in my zone technically is actually a matter of great concern. <laughs> You could look it up over dinner, which will be ready soonish. Yes, but I, I, I didn't expect you to interrogate me as to what I was looking up <laughs> while you were telling the internet about your thing, because you had a whole technical thing to explain to the internet, and I was like, oh, a technical thing to explain to the internet that I neither care about nor can contribute to. Maybe I'll look up hardy shrimp plant, <laughs> which is the thing I wanted to look up, you know, earlier. But uh, but now it's weird and awkward, and the internet has to hear about how you oh. were like, you know, I'm yeah. So, reminders versus omnifocus. Reminders versus omnifocus, yes. Yes. Yes, because omnifocus is way too much for what I actually need. So, simplifying. Do, do you want to talk about that at any length? I, I already kind of did. Okay. And you, I, I had lost you in that, so. Well, if you're interested, <laughs> shrimp plant should be hardy to zone eight. Oh, awesome. Yes. Does that mean we're getting shrimp plant? No, I've had it. It's growing. I just oh. wanted to know if it was supposed to be growing or if that area was warm enough that I could put the one Lobelia that's only hardy to zone nine, which I shouldn't, but I'm going to anyway because I'm willing to kill at least one plant in my quest for hardiness. That's fair. Yes. That's fair. <laughs> so that's uh, that's our life, folks, and how we're being productive. Uh, lots of podcasts, lots of work. Uh, oh, I, I wrote an article for opensource.com last week. It'll be... Uh, probably by the time this episode is up, it will be online about automating uh, the chicken cam. Fabulous. So, yeah, using pretty much nothing but open source tools. So uh, that's pretty much it. We've got a letter show, so we'll have a lot of other things to talk about. Yes. And uh, I don't think the internet cares that much about hardy shrimp plant. Not really. Uh, well, maybe they do. I mean, maybe that's one of the reasons people listen. Do, do you know what I thought of this week? What did you think of this week? I could grow hostas from seed. Is this like a, a crowning achievement? 
They're apparently not that hard. No, it's just I'd never thought of it before. Ah, so all the hostas you want, all the kinds you want, you can just start seed. No, no, no. That's the thing. You can't start them from seed. They don't come true from seed. Oh. So you, if you start hosta seeds, you could get anything. Oh. It's it's the rolling the dice. It was like starting the potatoes from seed. What happens? No one knows. You'll get things. What will the things do? No one knows. Yes. Um, this is how people make new hostas. Awesome. Yes. So could, you're you're hoping for the 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 wombat hosta, possibly the red wombat hosta. You know, realistically, what I'm going to get is a bunch of green hostas. Okay. Because that's the common thing that you get is a bunch of green hostas. But you know, just just that chance you'll get that one new mutant strain. Yes, but and apparently, if you start the blue, because uh, they they come in blue, gold, and green. Mm-hmm. Gold rarely, I think, uh, flowers or sets seed. Um, ah. But if you grow a blue one or a seeds from a blue one, you could get blue, gold, or green. If you go green, you usually get green, but every now and again, you don't. Interesting. And stripey is a weird, rare event, so people get very excited about stripes and whatnot, and uh, they're very rare, though. You know what? I can bring this. I can bring this all back around. In that, this is you're trying new things. Yes. You know, you're not afraid to try new things. At least when it comes to plants, and just like I'm not afraid to try new things when it comes to software or productivity tools or, or whatever. Yeah. I mean, well, what's the worst that happens? Uh, they all all the seeds die, and I am no worse off than I was. Yeah. Uh, or what's the worst that happens? It doesn't work for me, and I go back to the tool I was using. Yeah. Whatever. Failure so. is inevitable, and uh, but sometimes cool stuff happens. Mm-hmm. Oh, and that thinking of failure, I was looking at the fail badge yesterday because uh, everyone, you know, we've I've talked about how we have to move away from credly for the badges, uh, and yesterday the open badge software that I use on the site Badge OS released their update that moves everything, lets you move everything basically off of Credly. Oh, wonderful. Uh, I mean, all of your stuff's on Credly, but it converts everything uh, on the site to meet the open badge standards. And therefore now uh, I have disconnected Credly. All your credits and stuff are still in the system and they're going to be focusing and adding more and more features to uh, the plugin, which is really cool. So you can still do badges. I can not. I can still do badges. I think uh, the important thing about it is that no one loses anything. Right. I mean, I was still going to be able to do badges either way. It was just a question of do we lose all the the records from the other badges? And the answer is nah. Yay! So that was. I mean, and it was dead simple to do. So wonderful. Um, so yeah, there's that. Uh, so uh, if you want to find out more about badges, go to. Uh, um, the badge how to on productivityalchemy.com. We'll remind you of that at the end of the show. Uh, I still have to update it because it's still going to have all those Credly references. But if you were using Credly to log on to the site, that, that isn't going to work anymore. Um, they want a lot of money, uh, that I don't, that, that we don't have. Yeah. Yes. So, um, so that's that. Uh, like I said, we have a letter show and we've got dinner in the oven. So we're going to go have dinner and, we're going to come back to do letters. And in the meantime, you folks enjoy this short bit of time travel because we'll be right back for you right after this. I bet I could plant something.
we are back Woo. with with the baby chickens. The baby chickens are indoors. Uh, so I just discovered a bunch of comments that didn't show up in my email. So there's going to be some extra clicky this time. Okay. Um, so it never fails. It never. It, maybe we need to pause. Is there somebody in the driveway? I don't know. I can't see. No, they're freaking out just for no reason, apparently. Dogs, chill. I mean, we we told you that might happen. Yes. Um, All right, so letters. Lots of letters. Um, Starting with Mags about um, stages of pregnancy. Uh, I'm at about the same stage of pregnancy. Can confirm that we're well into the GTFO aliens phase. <laughs> I've been having the same periodic realization that something bananas is happening. Read the pandemic is Ursula, but I alternate them with suddenly being like, holy fuck, I'm extremely pregnant. I, uh, yeah, I mean, you win. Like, uh, yeah. Uh, uh, yeah uh, big mad props to anyone who can handle the, uh, the uh, giant squirmy alien. Um, yeah. That's uh, that's a thing. Yeah. Um, Ariadne wrote in to say, hey, I really appreciate Ursula's talk in this episode about how your brain is trying to save you and how plenty of mental illnesses weren't mental illnesses at the time you developed them. I have complex PTSD, ADHD, PI, and anxiety and depression, secondary to both of those things, and wrote an essay on my Tumblr several years back entitled, PTSD is your brain trying to make sure you don't die. It's true. It was really, it was uh, just really neat hearing someone else with the same perspective. Yeah, you're, you're, Mm -hmm. I mean, we, we talk a lot about how your brain is not your friend, but uh, honestly, that's unkind to your brain a lot of the time. 99% 99% of the time, mm-hmm. uh, these are your brain is desperately trying to save you. It just, it, it can't react. It doesn't know. It just knew this was wrong before and this fixed it. And now it can't stop. The one exception is suicidal ideation, whereupon your brain really just is a fucker. Um, yeah, but, right. Yeah. Uh, but 99.9% of the time, it's just your brain going, oh God, something's wrong. This thing worked before. Let's try that. Yes. Um, and there was some discussion at dinner about how I don't have enough anxiety. I missed that. Yeah, you were upstairs. Uh, the timer had gone off mm-hmm. because I had a temperature probe in the meatloaf to tell me when it hit a certain temperature because that's when it was time to put on the next layer of ketchup, a.k.a. the red sauce you enjoy so much. Hey, look, the red sauce is what makes it meatloaf. Otherwise, it's just a ground beef in a lump. Anyway... uh so it's beeping. I have to extract myself from in here to get to it. Meanwhile, Liz and Shep are both like, oh, God, there's a noise. Why is there a noise? And I'm like, it's fine. It's fine. And they're like, but how do we know it's fine? There's a noise. And it's obvious that Kevin doesn't have any anxiety because he he's not panicking. And would Kevin even know when to panic? Yeah, anxiety is not one of your problems. No. No, and uh, I do know when to panic, except I take it, I shove all of the panic out of the way, and I take care of it either later or beforehand. I Like like I said, last year's all, all things open before I spoke. I set aside 15 minutes, went outside, said, okay, this is when we're going to freak out. Freaked out. Chilled. 
watch the bees and the beehives that they have out in front of the Raleigh Convention Center, and then went in and was ready for my talk. It's just how I do things. I mean, normally if I'm going to panic, I'll be like, all right, panic can happen later because we have shit to do right now. <laughs> so for all of you glaring daggers at your radio speakers right now, uh, yeah. And I live with them. Uh, yeah. It's not always the most healthy response. That's also how I dealt with the death of my grandparents. I don't have time to grieve or mourn right now because I have to pack and take the family to Pennsylvania for funerals. Yeah, the thing is that, that what you're describing is, is – that is – like I do that in times that call for panic as well. Right. Like that's that's you know a a useful coping mechanism in that okay rather than freak out let's get let's handle this thing and then we can have a meltdown or whatever anxiety is not that no anxiety is if I had a meltdown right now because uh. I was not doing enough to prevent the uh the us from getting the covid or something or from dying in a ditch next to Walmart. I mean the like yeah. It's it's if it was rational it wouldn't be a mental illness. Fair. That's that's completely fair. Um All right. Uh on to something uh happier. I believe you'll appreciate um, Emily, who was on episode 148, wrote in a follow-up to clarify, I do not collect skulls myself, but my mother, female artist, did and does, so proves Ursula's theory. Though I am semi-involved in a train committee at Elon, so that might counteract any substantiation. <laughs> I'm actually glad there are uh, women into trains, because I, I hated to think that trains were such a dude thing. But, oh, yeah, yeah. like, I no interest whatsoever. Yeah. Uh, from Tango, talking about... I know him. Yes, uh, talking about features on um, chat, uh, you know, text programs, uh, uh, video conferencings, uh, because we had talked about some of the, the vagaries of auto-translation on Zoom and things. Um, when it comes to auto-captioning features, Microsoft Teams has one that handles things pretty well, though it understandably stumbles over company names that aren't common. Teams also auto-mutes you when you join a meeting if enough people are already in it. I just flip the mute people when they join button so that they have to know to... Oh, of course, I also set my personal meeting to mute me by default, so... So they don't hear me swearing loudly at the dogs before I, I have something of actual import to say. Or telling a tiny orange cat to stop it, stop it, no, not as now, now is not a good time to clean my face. All right. Um, in response to my talk with Brooke Bolander. Um, uh, first off, I love the only harmless great thing. Such a great read. A much more lighthearted take on the Topsy story can be found in Bob's Burgers and a link to the to the uh, Wikia page or the fandom.com page for the uh, that particular episode. Hope everyone is saying staying safe. This is uh, from Fence um, Fence Sitter. Uh, thank you so much for writing in. And yes, we are we are staying safe. I'm a big fan of Bob's Burgers. 
So uh, no one else is really in the house. I think it may be a little too something for most of the people. So, all right. And in response to the mercury deposits discussion on our last letter show last month. Mercury deposits. Yes. We, we spoke about how you can trace the journey. Oh, of, the, the, the thunderclappers. The yes. thunderclappers, yes. Um, this is from Lenora. I've been thinking that I was mostly not having any sort of trauma response to the pandemic. I'm in a province where the total cases have officially been in the hundreds with seven deaths. I will say, though, that the testing was not as extensive as it could have been, especially in early stages, and those numbers are almost certainly lowballed. I've not kept absolutely perfect distancing, but we have been adhering to the rules as best we can, both when they grew tighter and now that they are loosening. Our elder child was ecstatic when she could go to a public playground again, and even more so when the school division opened their playgrounds. The kids have adapted somewhat and are less inclined to try and injure one another in frustration at close quarters, so that's one boon. Oh, I bet. On the other hand, I am an utter failure as a homeschooler. So many are. Don't worry about it. Yeah, it's it's not you. There is a reason mm-hmm. teacher is specialized labor. It's. Yeah. I mean, I am an utter failure as a surgeon, but I'm not sweating it because there are people trained to do that. Yeah. However, I'm also literally two hours drive from the U.S. border. And as the province goes through slow, steady reopening of less essential services and the country has begun discussing reopening the U.S. border, so far they keep extending the closure month by month, and the last few days have suddenly become very tense, as you know, it only takes a handful to change those numbers. Oh, yeah. However, I am also literally... Oh, no, wait. Then you add the fact that this is also the moment when racial tensions suddenly also overflow between the minor incident in New York with Christian Cooper and George Floyd's public murder in a city where I have a fair goodly number of friends. Right now I'm considering it an excellent time to play video games instead of scrolling social media. Doom scrolling helps no one. Correct. Uh, My husband, who has a diagnosed anxiety disorder and depression, has also been showing it more because, of course, the things that concern us are the same things, so our emotional stress points are simultaneous, never in counterpoint. The best part of that, of course, is that sometimes anxiety expresses itself in physical symptoms, so at a time when getting sick is particularly fraught, he also gets to play the guessing game of cold or stress. Oh, I love that. Yes. Is Mm -hmm. this a panic attack or a heart attack? Is my heart palpitating because I'm stressed or did I do something? Oh, God, is my heart about to explode? Yeah. We did take advantage of the time at home to clean up a portion of the yard and have begun to restore the garden patch that has gone to weeds and rocks and detritus from paving the driveway and put in a few basic plants, spring bulbs, and old seed that may or may not result in anything. Woohoo! However, this was the pre-pandemic plan, and the main thing the pandemic did was ensure I didn't have an excuse to abandon the project. I have been systematically cleaning up the garden for months. Months, yeah. I have been appreciating Ursula's garden tweets, even as I envy her the state of her garden. We're less than two weeks past the traditional spring planting weekend, and at the point where tomatoes might maybe start flowering if they are precocious. (laughs) Um, thank you for writing in, Lenora. Yeah, I have to say, um, it's, I I guess, sort of an interesting take, because we're caught between hot spots, um, where we're at here in the States, and so there's, there's a lot of, of guessing games, and I am so glad, so glad that, like, this... 
happen to the point where I don't have to become my child's primary instructor. Oh, God, yeah. Uh, but, uh, you know, and he graduates on Saturday. So, everybody, big shout out Saturday the 13th to my youngest son, Jacob, who will be a high school graduate. Uh, I have a question, though. Yeah? What did that have to do with Thunderclappers? This is just a comment on the episode. Oh, you got me all excited. I waited for the whole letter for something about uh, about mercury-laden poop. Wow, I, I now know what keeps you um, keeps you motivated to keep your attention on this one. Mercury laden poop. Look, if you're not if you're not like on the edge of your seat around mercury laden poop, like you are tired of life. I mean, I went and looked up all of the articles on the and the the record and why you would do this and all of the the stuff about why it worked and why they had it and. I didn't yeah. make any of it up. You did not. My um, horrifying facts are 100% fact-checked. Yes. Um, you anyway. know what there's not nearly enough of in fantasy novels? Explosive diarrhea? Well, that, pills, random pills, the gold pills that you'd take that uh, uh, once they pass through, since gold is inert, you wash them off and you kept them in the family for generations. Well, all right then. Laudanum soaked tampons. Yes. So, yeah, but uh, in terms of uh, anxiety disorder and depression and stress points, I think I think that is something with us. You, when we hit those particular points, you certainly express more concern, and occasionally have to uh, remind me of. The concerns around the house. Uh, uh, Jacob's been with his mom for the last two weeks. He's coming back here for graduation. Um, we're going to have to make arrangements and facilitate the fact that we have a potential infection vector in the house. Yes, because my oldest son is an essential worker. Yeah, I know he's he's yeah. he's a little plague vector, and I love the little plague vector. But he, how long is he staying here? Uh, two three days. Okay. But yeah, you know. Yeah, I'm. I'm. I'm hoping that his mom, who's going to drive up for graduation, doesn't say, "Well, I'll see you tomorrow," and drive away without him. Um. So yeah. Uh, anyway, uh, I'll have to talk to her about that. Yeah, you probably should. Granted yeah. that uh, that it's it's that you're supposed to be driving out there tomorrow to pick up. Yes. Yeah. So. Um. But anyway. <clears throat> Uh, also from Lenora, uh, somewhat less on the subject of stress, where I seem to have rambled with no actual conclusion. No, it's no, okay. It's there isn't yeah. a conclusion about stress. There's just stress. Mm -hmm. And more on the subject of productivity. Most people have been talking about their productivity going out the window during the pandemic. Mine is no different. I've been skipping whole days of Habitica, where I, th where I think pre-pandemic I did that maybe once, in the midst of winter seasonal celebration nonsense. I almost forgot I had a planner. I did, however, find that this particular Captain Awkward column was unusually helpful. Well, even in the face of this, I have been terrible at always writing down the three things to do in a day. It did clarify for me some of the important tasks and some of the impossible tasks nagging in my mind that I could set aside. I thought either you or your many faithful listeners might find it helpful as a way to reset. Um, and uh, the, the title of the article in question is Pandemic Productivity Life Hacks from a Deeply Unproductive Freaked Out Person. 
Uh, I will link that in the show notes. Yes, and if we have not made it clear, it's really okay if your productivity has gone out the window. I think we've said that. <laughs> yes, but, but it, it, you know... We that, haven't said it this episode. It's yes. Worth, it's worth reminding. Like, people. I know it's called productivity alchemy, but this is global pandemic fuckery. It's, if you're still alive, <laughs> yeah. like, you're doing great. Yeah. Like, you're not uh, naked in the woods burning things, mm -hmm. uh, swinging from a tree with your underwear over your head. You have won. That is productivity. Am I allowed to do that? Uh, I mean, you'd get bites. You'd get ticks in places. In places, yeah. I suppose that's probably not the not the best thing. Yeah. Um. All right. I have two. Uh, let me sort these real quick. Date received. Date received. Uh, there we go. I have two messages from uh, Michelle. Lexelblot pigment. Oh, yes. Um, one is a video about why someone started keeping a gratitude journal. And it is actually a fascinating watch. Uh, I am not a gratitude journaling person, but it makes me want to maybe take another look at it. And the idea of gratitude journaling is find one thing. One thing in a day that you are grateful for, write it down. Uh, and it could be, I am grateful that this small orange cat only hits the screenshot button and not something much more exciting on my keyboard when she's sleeping on my desk. Yeah, her butt is right over the screenshot button. It's, <laughs> it's when I'm on, on, on this spot. Um or it could be as as um, as deep and meaningful as I am grateful for my wife who Aww. puts up with my shenanigans, my chickens, and my bad attitudes occasionally. You're you you very rarely have a bad attitude, and honestly, not even that many shenanigans. I mean, I have way more shenanigans. You do. You have way more chickens. I do. And since you know you've you've agreed keeping to like under 20 20 is the cap yeah and we already know four are going to live with shepherd yes on dog skull so and then you know at the moment we're temporarily over that cap with the babies but we don't know which babies are roosters yet right and it, so it'll work out it'll and work out. and you you have uh Taken the, the the only major concern was for a while we had the attack rooster and you have taken steps to make sure I am not attacked by a rooster. Yes. And uh it the only concern is that you can't ever actually travel. That's not as big a thing this year. No, it, it was well timed, honestly. Yeah, but was, uh yeah. But um, you will need to fix that before like January. I'll, I think. I'll, yeah, I've um I've been <laughs> thinking about how to do that. Yes. And how to make it so that uh while I'm gone food and water can be made available to them without risking anyone's limbs. Yes. Uh, but also from Pigment, uh, from Michelle, um, uh, hi from your friendly neighborhood therapist. I wanted to let you know that there is a treatment for what everyone is dealing with when it comes to pandemic. There are therapies that are meant for early intervention to prevent experiences from integrating into long-term trauma. There are cognitive behavioral early intervention, psychological first aid, and my favorite, early intervention EMDR. That stands for eye movement desensitization and reprocessing. 
a nonprofit I work with, Boston Trauma Therapy Recovery Network, Boston Trauma Recovery Network, is in the process of putting together group treatment that can be done over teletherapy systems to treat people. We're starting with the people on the front lines of this. However, we're looking to make this available as widely as possible. So if you're struggling, don't wait till it's over to get treatment. Find someone trained in one of these systems to help you start processing it now so there's less impact now. Your function now will be increased and it will increase your resilience going forward. Warm wishes of health and peace to you and yours, Michelle. P.S. Did the, the ink arrive undamaged? No. Uh, Michelle sent me some bottles of ink yeah. and unfortunately one of them opened in transit and it was the red one. All right, that was when you were going around the house looking like Lady Macbeth. Because yeah, because the box was soaked. All the other inks were fine, uh, but the beautiful red is um, dyed the cardboard. I was uh, I was a little sad about that, but uh, otherwise they're great. I'm enjoying them. But yeah, no, Michelle makes a good point. It's much easier to fix things when you're at the top of the hole. Yeah. Um, which is a lesson that, uh, frankly, none of us ever seem to learn, but maybe no. we could. Uh, I still remember my doctor saying, if you think you are getting depressed, let me write the prescription for you because it's much easier to help you before you're in a hole. Well, of course, I called from the bottom of the hole. but uh, Same, same. But, Absolute same, yeah. But... Maybe we could learn now. Like, I'm doing pretty okay, uh, other than the, um, I, I have a hard enough time with, like, parties and hosting shit. I can't do that on top of pandemic. That will kill me. Yeah. But, uh, the, uh, but yeah, uh, this, this is fixable if we can fix it. We can fix, right. Absolutely. Um, uh, let's see, uh, from Nancy. Um, hi, Kevin. I enjoyed your conversation with Emily Lang about changing one's name after marriage. I have a unique last name that came from my Ukrainian heritage. I've always liked the name, and I'm proud of that heritage. All the way through college and for a number of years after, my stance was that I'd change my name after marriage because that's what you do, TM. But if my future husband's last name was more common, like Smith or Miller, I would keep it. Such a rebel, me. <laughs> I usually said it to be funny. I'm not yet... Uh, reached the point in any relationship where I'd had to give it any serious consideration. At age 36, I got engaged to my now husband, whose last name is very unique, and despite that, I decided to keep my name. I'm not published, and I don't have a brand, but by that point in my life, my name was mine, and I felt strongly about keeping it. It's also very close to my family, and all of those aspects of my identity are important to me, and the name is wrapped up in who I am. So I kept it, and no regrets. It does occasionally happen that folks will assume my husband and I have the same last name and they'll call him by my name or me by his. I feel this happens more in my direction because patriarchy. The odd hotel clerk doesn't bother me that much, but I will absolutely make us think about it in situations closer to us. Names are important, and it's not that hard. Thanks so much, Nancy Kay. Um, Kevin has been Mr. Vernon at many, many appearances. Yeah, because often, often they put... Uh, when... They book the room, it's always in your name, and you end up handing me a key. I mean, it means that I have to have you confirm if I lose or demagnetize the key, which happened famously. And, and people night. will greet him as, uh, oh, you must be Mr. Vernon. Yeah, but... Yeah, uh, but... Uh, and our close friends do it as a joke. Sometimes, yes. Yeah. Uh, but uh, overall, I just think it's funny. Uh, because again, that's a patriarchal response to assume that you took my name. 
Oh yeah, um, yeah. No, I, I, yeah, I, I think I already did this talk, but yeah, yeah I, yeah. I had a brand. It would have been stupid. Yeah. And. Uh, yeah. Yeah, and if no one cares, then don't worry about it. And then uh, a message from Randy. This is our next to last letter. Uh, lighter month, I guess. Um, hey there, I realized recently that I've been a fan of Ursula's work and Ursula as a person, to be honest, for probably over a decade and decided to send in a little thank you note to return a little bit of the happiness you all have given me. Aww. I discovered Ursula's art on DeviantArt during a time when I was really into everything Cthulhu. <laughs> While the Happy Cthulhu pieces got me interested, I found so much more to love in the gallery. That shifted to following Ursula on Live Journal, partly in hope of being able to snag an original piece, and partly because her writing and life were just so interesting to me. I work in mental health and love getting to peek in on the lives of other people. Since then, I purchased most of Ursula's self-published books and got a friend's kid started on Dragon Breath and Monster Princess. Woo! I didn't start listening to KUC as soon as it began, but got hooked once I did. I continue to look forward to each update. I followed Ursula across journaling platforms and eventually started lurking on Twitter. Around the time the pandemic started, I started listening to Productivity Alchemy. While I don't feel a need for productivity tips in my life, I've passed methods along to clients who struggle with organization and productivity. Oh, wonderful. The main reason I listen is that it's comforting. My favorite episodes are the letter shows when I get to just listen to y'all banter. <laughs> Wish granted. Um, particularly oh, God, now I'm frozen. I have no good banter. <laughs> now they expect it. Oh, yep. oh Lord. Uh, particularly with re recent events, people in both my personal and professional life have been struggling with feeling overwhelmed. I've been encouraging oh, God, people yeah. and myself to focus on the good that they can do, even if the only good they feel up to is taking care of themselves. I think that last part was inspired by how productivity alchemy has been ending recently. It's a theme I've noticed in KUEC, too, in talk of climate change and how Ursula nurtures her little section of the world. Being a bright spot in the dark is an important contribution. I hope that notes like this help keep your brightness fueled so you can keep being a beacon to others. Thank you, Randy. Oh, um, that's wonderful. Thank you. And and I will say for everyone feeling overwhelmed, it's it, I think we, we all tend to assume that it's our fault for being overwhelmed and no, no, this is overwhelming. Like you get oh, to yeah. be overwhelmed now. Yeah, no, no. Like, like this is this is major, huge, bad shit. The overwhelmed yeah. is is a healthy response. You are not like yeah, no, you're no. not doing pandemic wrong, um, or anything else right now. No. Um, I have some commentary, but I'm gonna save that for the end of the show. Yeah, um, uh, there's there's I mean mm -hmm. the, the protests, the the everything. Yeah, there's, just there's a lot. There's a lot. <laughs> Um, the final note is a note from Native Seed Search. Oh, my! one of my very favorite charities. Mm -hmm. uh, let's see. Um, Jenny donated in honor of Ursula Vernon for supporting sustainable farming and food security in the Southwest. Thanks for everything you do to nurture hope and keep folks entertained and informed, Ursula. Since you admire Native Seed Search work so much, I wanted to make a donation in your honor to keep up their good work and let you know I appreciate yours. Oh, that is wonderful. Uh, and, and Native Seed Search are, you know, one of the, mm -hmm. the charities I always mention. They do such great work conserving heirloom seeds and oh, yeah. uh, for uh, and giving free seed to Native Americans who uh, for gardening mm -hmm. um, on, uh, you know, and education and everything. It's it's they do fabulous work. And thank you so much for the donation, Jenny. That's wonderful. Yep. Uh, um, and yeah, that that wraps up uh, all the letters this week or this month. Woohoo! 
So, yeah, we're going to take a quick break. I, it's not quite dark enough for me to go round the chickens up, uh, but I probably need – you need to refill your drink or get a different drink or whatever you're doing yes. these days. Um, so we'll be right back after this. To thank Michelle, Tango, Lenora, Fence, Emily, Ariadne, Mags, Randy, Janine, and Nancy all for writing in uh, and supporting the show, and y'all are awesome. Um, I was just looking at things and realized that I owe Patricia an email because time, what is time? Uh, I'm actually usually pretty good about keeping track of it. Uh, just been an interesting month. Um, so your badge code this week is letters year four. Um, and you can go to productivityalchemy.com and look up uh, the badge how to to find out how to enter that code. You will no longer have to deal with Credly. That is now off the table, and I just haven't updated the documentation. So, yay, we are fully open badge compliant. And there will be more features coming. I'm working on the social sharing bit now um, with their new plugin. So it's it's pretty cool. It's pretty cool. I'm really happy with that. And uh, mad props to Badge OS for making the transition really easy. Uh, I I cannot emphasize um, how easy it was to just update the plugin, flip a couple boxes, and boom, um, it was done. So I really appreciate that. All right, before we wrap the show up, and I'm going to say right now, um, if you can't deal with uh, a little discussion of current events, or maybe not even discussion, but a statement, um, then uh, you should probably just skip ahead a little bit right now, because this is probably a little heavy, and we warned you at the beginning of the show. Um, I want to say outright that uh, we certainly support the Black Lives Matter movement. Oh, God, yes. We It should um, go without saying, but nothing goes without saying. Nothing goes without saying. We uh, support the protesters. Um, while we are not able to be on the streets ourselves, uh, we have friends who are. Uh, we support them. Uh, we support the removal of monuments to racist motherfuckers. Um, and... Uh, holy decry the acts of police violence uh, and institutionalized racism. I'm just going to say fuck the police. Thank you, yeah. <laughs> um, that are uh, not just rampant, but in some cases cornerstones of our modern world, and that needs to change. Uh, if you happen to disagree with those statements, um, the fact that you're still listening to the show frankly astounds me, uh, but I would like to say categorically, fuck you, stop listening, 
And um, please feel free to write me and tell me that you're stopping listening. Um, because uh, as much as I appreciate everyone who does listen, I don't need listeners so badly that I will openly pander to racists, to misogynists, to discriminatory behavior in any form. So that's just how it is. And you said before I started the segment that you reserved the right to cut me off and say stop and edit that. Uh, yes, because uh, <laughs> I love you, dear, but you and I, I'm not cutting myself out from this, are the epitome of well-meaning white people. We are. And uh, it is a, a a categorical trait among our people that with the best intentions, we can shove our foot so far down our own throat that we can kick ourselves in the stomach. So I, uh, <laughs> I, I have put my throat so f- uh, my foot in my mouth so far that I was pooping toes. Yeah, yeah, no, I, it's, I, I, yeah. I feel you. Um, uh, but but that yeah, that's fine. Yeah. Uh, just uh, I have faith in you, but it's nice to have an edit before we have a, because we have a failsafe. Yes, failsafe, uh, yeah. because you know, first do no harm. We we want to be supportive, not uh, not. That asshole. Uh, yeah, or the, oh, God, more well-meaning white people, right, which, right. you know, I mean, I do that, and I'm white. I can't, I'm not even going to pretend I can imagine mm-hmm. how much face palming you have to do on a daily mm-hmm. basis if you're and, not. Uh, and I would like to put out the call. One of the things that I have been uh, disappointed in um, is that I have not had on as many guests who are people of color as I necessarily could have. Uh, Most of the guests are self-selecting and I, you know, volunteers and whatever I've pursued some others. Uh, I could possibly pursue more. It's just difficult sometimes. Uh, And if you know someone who would make a good, uh, a good guest, please feel free to recommend them. I got a recommendation on Twitter just yesterday and we're going to be talking tomorrow. Wonderful. So uh, that's... And and please, if you think I would like to be a guest, but surely nothing I have to say is interesting, please do not, you know, self-select yourself out. Right. Because Kevin is capable of being fascinated by many things. And people, just because you don't think your job is that interesting... You would be amazed how many things are <laughs> fascinating. Like, I once had a conversation with a woman who was a penguin keeper at SeaWorld. And uh, uh, SeaWorld's evil. Maybe it was one of the non-evil ones. I don't no, remember. No, it was the evil one. Yeah. This was before the whole... Uh, this the was whole... before Blackfish came out and we knew how evil they were. Right. But uh, she kept penguins. And, like, that was her job. Was And she's like, yeah, whatever. And I'm like, nope, nope, stop. Go back to the bit where you keep penguins. And she's like, what? And I'm all, I I want to know every possible thing that you can tell me. And she's like, uh, uh, sometimes the males get really excited and try to hump my boots. And I'm like, oh my God, you're a penguin fluffer. This is amazing. No, it was, uh, unfortunately, I should not have said that in my outdoor voice in the middle of, the French Quarter, perhaps, but um, look. Uh, 
You know, if there was anywhere that no one would notice, that's that's really it. Yeah. But the point is that you may have an amazing job that the rest of the world will think is incredibly fascinating, and you don't think so because it's your job. Don't don't uh, right. don't talk yourself out of it. Send a note. And and what I'm really trying to say here is that it's I am not pushing an effort specifically targeting people of color for the show uh that, you, you have not been no no, no. but um, if you are out there and and yeah. you listen uh kevin would love to talk to you yeah it's it's experiences and jobs and life hacks that are just uh anything new is great um and i'll be honest it's every fucking guru out there seems to be a white dude or a, or a well-meaning white woman. Yeah. And it is a little maddening. And I know there is uh, a lot out there. It's just, I don't know. I don't know where to look. I don't know who to ask. So, you know, we are, yeah. we are actively soliciting. And honestly, I like talking to everyone, but... Any voices I can amplify right now, I want to. Absolutely. You know? So. All right. That's it for this week, guys. Do your best out there. Be safe. Try to be productive. And above all, take care of yourself. And remember, if you are not naked swinging from trees, waving your underwear over your head, setting things on fire, you are being productive and we are impressed. Actually, honestly, if you're managing to set fires while waving the underwear, we kind of want to know how you're doing it. Cause, so, anyway, yeah, so have yeah. a nice night. 